Hello, I'm Kendra Von Esch, and you are listening to my 10-minute daily podcast, Reality Reflections. I bought into what this world said would make me happy. Money, prestige, power. And hey, if it feels good, do it, because life is stressful, so party hard. Do whatever makes you happy. But that didn't quite work out, because I felt even more insecure, full of fear, shame, and anxiety, and never, ever good enough. Then God found me and flipped my reality upside down and transformed my life. And I want this for everyone. So I left my executive career to help others find true acceptance, supernatural peace, joy, and love that only comes from a relationship with God. Here is my reality reflection for today. So which path are you going to choose? Are you going to choose the wide, easy road to destruction that many are on? Or are you going to choose the narrow, difficult path that few are on and go through that narrow gate into heaven for eternal bliss to be with God forever? It's not an easy road, but I'm telling you, many, many are choosing the wide road. It's time to choose. Today, man, did the readings just scream at me. Because God is basically saying, a lot of people are choosing not to live with me. If you look at Jeremiah, the first reading, Be amazed at this, O heavens, and shudder with sheer horror, says the Lord. Two evils have my people done. They have forsaken me, the source of living waters. They have dug themselves cisterns, broken cisterns that hold no water. People are basically saying, hey God, I know how to live. I'm going to choose to do what I want to do. And that's that. I'm not going to listen to you. But many of us are on the path, and I've been hearing it over and over again from you all out there in the world, that you're struggling to stay on the narrow path. This is the best thing about it. If you continue to try, you continue to go toward God and ask for his mercy and grace, you will remain on that path. So in the responsorial psalm, with you is the fountain of life, O Lord. O Lord, your mercy reaches to heaven, your faithfulness to the clouds. God is never going to forsake you if you continue to run to him and ask him for his help. The minute you decide that you've got this, that you're going to be able to change your ways by yourself, you walk alone. Here's another one. How precious is your mercy, O God. The children of men take refuge in the shadow of your wings. They have their fill of their prime gifts of your house. From your delightful stream, you give them to drink. For with you is the fountain of life. And in your light, we see light. Keep up your mercy toward your friends, your just defense of the upright of heart. So again, keep 
walking on that hard, difficult, very narrow path. You're going to fall. You're going to fall off of the path. You might be in the ditch. <laughs> you might be in the, in the next town because you've fallen so bad. But if you ask God, can you please give me your hand and lead me back to the path? He will be there. Don't think you can do it yourself and don't beat yourself up. Don't get angry. Don't get frustrated and do not give up. This is a journey. I remember when the Lord led me to the truth of the Catholic Church, the truth of every single teaching, and how my entire life had to change. You know how overwhelming that was? I just sat there and I looked at myself in the mirror, on, honestly, in the bathroom mirror. And I said out loud to myself, how in the heck are you going to change? You've got to change your thoughts, your words, your actions, your beliefs, everything. How in the world are you going to do this? And so I tried to do it all at once. I tried to focus on everything a little bit here, a little bit there. I'd fall. I'd be on the ditch. I'd be in the next town. And I'd run back to confession. It was almost as if I was going to confession every single week because I wanted to receive the Lord in the Eucharist on Sunday. I was only going to Mass once a week. I didn't have a prayer life. I didn't know how to pray at this time. All I knew was the understanding of what I was supposed to do under the precepts of the Catholic Church. And I didn't have a clue how I was going to change it all. And then I got so upset with myself and I really beat myself up and I started just thinking how pathetic I was. And that is not how true change happens. True transformation, especially from repetitive sins, whether they be mortal or venial, need the grace of God. True transformation, the kind that sticks and the kind that stays with you, only comes from God. So I want to shout out to anyone out there, and I know there's many of us, all of us, we're all sinners. I don't think there's one person that's sitting here listening to this that thinks they're perfect. Or if they do, then they don't know <laughs> all of the precepts and all of the things that we're supposed to be doing. I guarantee you, guarantee you that people are listening right now who have had angry thoughts or have been frustrated with family and friends because today y'all you need to see it is a war we are in an information war right now we can see evil on one side and god on the other satan and god are fighting it's blatant for those who have eyes to see so let's talk a little bit about the parables, right? The in in the gospel today, Matthew 13, chapter 10 or I'm sorry, verse 10 through 17, the disciples asked Jesus, "Why do you speak to the crowd in parables?" He says, "This is why I speak to them in parables, because they look but do not see, and hear but do not listen or understand." Isaiah's prophecy is fulfilled in them. This is important. Listen, Isaiah's prophecy is fulfilled in them. So Isaiah already said, there will be certain people who will choose not to listen to God and to live their own ways, will not see, will not hear. 
So that prophecy says this from Isaiah. You shall indeed hear, but not understand. You shall indeed look, but never see. Gross is the heart of this people. They will hardly hear with their ears. They have closed their eyes, lest they will see with their eyes, and hear with their ears, and understand with their hearts, and be converted, and I heal them. And then Jesus goes on to say, But blessed are your eyes, apostles and disciples here, because they see and your ears hear. Amen, I say to you, many prophets and righteous people longed to see what you see, but did not see it, and to hear what you hear, but did not hear it. So let's all remember, I read the optional readings for St. Bridget, who, by the way, I'm going to make this a little bit longer, sorry, because I think if you have not prayed the St. Bridget prayer, you should, and I'm going to explain why. But I went to the optional Memorial of St. Bridget of Sweden uh, readings today. And it's basically, are you choosing Christ? Are you choosing to take that narrow road and truly look at your life and identify the areas that you need to improve and continue to pray and call out to God every single day to walk with you? You've got to invite him in every day and surrender yourself, kill yourself, not literally, but die to who you are and give yourself to God. So in Galatians chapter 2, verse 19 through 20, brothers and sisters, through the law, I died to the law that I might live for God. I have been crucified with Christ, yet I live no longer I, but Christ lives in me. In so far as I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who has loved me and given himself up for me. No matter what you've done, no matter how many times you've done it, no matter how many times you've tried to change, don't give up. I used to get so frustrated with this one sin that I could not stop. I kept asking, God, why aren't you taking this away? By the way, this was after I realized that I can't change my own ways, that God needs to help me. And oh, by the way, it's on his time. And I'm still struggling with some things like temperance. And he hasn't just snapped it away. Remember, St. Paul asked three times for the thorn in his flesh to be taken, and it wasn't. So we may just have to be dealing with this temptation, but if we don't act on it, we're not sinning against God. We may just continue to be tempted to sin against God. It's this, he has reasons, and we don't understand them. So continue to run back to confession. Ask God every day to walk with you. Because he wants us to be holy. He's not trying to make this a difficult walk. He's not. But it is. Especially when the world is seducing us to go in the way of evil. There is evil out there. All over the place. And I just want to implore you to stay 
close to God, stay close to the heart of Jesus, the sacred heart of Jesus, and to Mary and her immaculate heart together. Heck, wrap in St. Joseph, the terror of demons. We need the Holy Family because that is what is being destroyed. Humanity. Evil people could care less about you. They don't care about your rights. They don't care about your freedom. They don't care about you as a human being. They don't care about your life. And evil is manifesting itself in many ways. And a lot of people are choosing to close their eyes or they're being lazy and being spoon fed and not doing their own research about what is truly going on. And that is why praying and staying close to Jesus, Mary, and St. Joseph to protect you and to lead you through the Holy Spirit to the truth is so important because you're going to be led by other spirits as well to, to the lies. You need God to lead us to the truth of everything. He will never sway you to the bad things. But we have to actively participate. We have to actively choose to, to bring God into our lives, to actively open our eyes, to open our ears, and to do our own research and pray our way through it. Lord, is this true? Because I'm finding this really hard to believe. These people have sacrificed children. Oops, sorry. I don't have my little microphone here on mute. I will do that right now. These people have sacrificed children. They've eaten children. They are sacrificing babies because they're worshiping Lucifer. They are looking at us human beings as cattle across the globe. They are, you know, doing all of these horrific things, child sex trafficking, and all of these things that are in the world, the drugs, the, the way that the family is being attacked, the way that fatherhood and men are being skewed. What is a man anymore? Oh my goodness. This is all a purposeful plan to ruin the family and ruin humanity, destroy us. I know it sounds like, okay, you're being a little dramatic here, but it is not drama. Stuff is going to come out, people. And one day I'm going to be on this podcast and I'm going to say, see, this was what I was talking about. And it's people that we have held in high regard most of our lives. We have been lied to and brainwashed and programmed for so many years. And this is not conspiracy theory. This is evil and good. Lucifer and Satan. You've heard it. St. Paul has said it. We are not fighting a war of flesh. We are fighting a war of spirits and principalities. It's a daily spiritual warfare. And sin is one of the tactics to pull us out of grace and unity with God so that we become weaker. And then we give up and we choose to continue to sin and sin and sin and destroy that relationship with God. This is no longer a matter of our willpower to change. We need God to change our lives. 
We need to call on the power of Jesus Christ and bind those spirits around us and call them to go to the foot of the Holy Cross for Jesus Christ to pour his precious blood on him and to receive their sentence. You have got to consistently call and bind and renounce the spirits that are around you using the power of Jesus Christ's name. That's what the apostles did. They were able to cast out demons in Jesus's name. They were able to bring people back to life in Jesus's name. They were able to heal people in Jesus's name. There's power. And Jesus, I will say again at the last part of this reading of Galatians, uh, I live by faith in the Son of God who has loved me and given himself up for me. That is the winner, winner, chicken dinner. Jesus won. His blood that he shed for us saved our souls. So let's call on Jesus Christ when you're being tempted, you're angry, you're frustrated, you're being, you know, you're, you're, you've got lust going on. You're looking at gluttonous activities. You're looking to over drink or do drugs or watch porn or have, you know, sex before marriage or outside of your marriage, or you're going to be doing something that you know is not right. Maybe it's that perpetual sin that you continue to fall into in the name of Jesus Christ. And by the way, you have to say it out loud. Satan and his minions cannot read your thoughts. So say it out loud with force, with confidence, because it they have to leave. They are very legalistic. And if you don't say it right, and if you don't say it out loud, they're not going to leave you. You're going to continue to be tempted at that moment. So this is what you say, loud and proud. In the name of Jesus Christ, I bind the spirit of lust, fear, anger, whatever it is, temptation, distraction, laziness, gluttony, sloth, whatever. I bind the spirit of X. Let me start over. In the name of Jesus Christ, I bind the spirit of X and I command you to go to the foot of the Holy Cross for Jesus Christ to pour his precious blood on you and to receive your sentence. Never come back here again. Just because you say never come back here again doesn't mean it's not. It might not, but then another one might. Immediately after you are done casting that spirit away from you, ask for the Father to fill you with his blessings. In the name of your Son, Jesus, Father, please fill me with your blessings. Fill me with your temperance, your humility, your surrender. Heck, call on Mary's humility, Mary's surrender. Just fill me with your blessings, Lord, so that whatever you've gotten away from you, you can be filled with the Spirit of God. Yes, God's always with us, but we need to have him pour out his graces in us. If we don't do that last step, I want to remind everyone, you've probably heard this before, we are like the soul, the person that cast out all of the spirits. And when the spirit went to go find another place to go, he couldn't. So he came back to that same person and he found that the house 
was swept up and neat, meaning the house is empty. And so that spirit went and brought seven more spirits with him who were worse than the first. And the state of that person's soul was way worse than when he or she cast it out to begin with. And we don't want that. We want to bring the spirit of God into us and fill our bodies with Jesus, fill our eyes and ears with things that are holy, reading spiritual books, listening to spiritual podcasts, watching spiritual YouTube things. You know, what we consume and what we watch matters to our soul. So don't forget to have <laughs> have the Father fill you with his blessings because an empty house swept and clean is just an invitation for more spirits to come and, and mess with you. Okay, remember, with God we can do anything. It's his will and his timing. So don't give up. Keep getting yourself up, dusting yourself off, calling out to God, asking for his help, delivering and binding the spirits around you throughout the day, throughout the times that you feel these temptations, and bring some new spiritual aspect into your life, which, since it is the memorial of St. Bridget of Sweden, maybe you want to start the one-year prayer. Yes, it's a year. Um, and St. Bridget, you can read about her. She ended up uh, seeing Jesus um, as she was praying, and he gave her these, um, these 15 prayers, and there are 21 promises that go with these 15 prayers. So St. Bridget, since the age of seven, was seeing Jesus crucified, visions of him. And she would, you know, consistently meditate um, and pray over all of his wounds and his pain. And she asked him, how many wounds did you receive, Lord? And he appeared to her one day and he said, I received 5,480 blows on my body. If you wish to honor them in some way, say 15 Our Fathers and 15 Hail Marys with the following prayers, which he taught her for a whole year. When the year is up, you will have honored each one of my wounds. I'm going to tell you, I've already done this. I've done it for a year. Yes, on occasion, I missed a day, but you can catch up. So if you miss one, do not stop. This is not a superstition thing. Just do two the next day. And you're probably looking at a um, the time that it takes to pray a rosary, maybe a little bit longer because the prayers are a little bit longer, but they're deep. They're emotional for sure. But guess what? Here are the promises. And I prayed this St. Bridget prayer, not just for me, but for my family. Okay, so... Promise number one, I have a train in the background if you can hear that, sorry. Number one, I will deliver 15 souls of his lineage from purgatory. Number two, 15 souls of his lineage will be confirmed and preserved in grace. Three, 15 sinners of his lineage will be converted. 
For whoever recites these prayers will attain the first degree of perfection. Five, fifteen days before his death, I will give him my precious body in order that he may escape eternal starvation. I will give him my precious blood to drink, lest he thirst eternally. Six, fifteen days before his death, he will feel a deep contrition for all his sins and will have a perfect knowledge of them. Seven, I will place before him the sign of my victorious cross for his help and defense against the attacks of his enemies. Eight, before his death I shall come with my dearest beloved mother. Nine, I shall graciously receive his soul and will lead it into eternal joys. Ten, and having led it there, I shall give him a special drought from the fountain of my deity something I will not for those who have not recited my prayers. 11. Let it be known that whoever may have been living in a state of mortal sin for thirty years, but who will recite devoutly or have the intention to recite these prayers, the Lord will forgive him all his sins. 12. I shall protect him from strong temptations. 13. I shall preserve and guard his five senses. 14. I shall preserve for him a sudden death. 15. The soul, whoops, his soul will be delivered from eternal death. 16. He will obtain all he asks from God and the Blessed Virgin. 17. If he has lived all his life doing his own will, and he is to die the next day, his life will be prolonged. 18. Every time one recites these prayers, he gains a hundred days' indulgence. 19. He is assured of being joined to the supreme choir of angels. 20. Whoever teaches these prayers to another will have continuous joy and merit, which will endure eternally. 21. There where these prayers are being said or will be said in the future, God is present with his grace. St. Bridget, 15 prayers and the 21 promises. It's taken from the Pieta prayer booklet. You can search it on your internet. And I would say what a beautiful prayer, especially in these times. And for those people in your life, who are not there, right? There's many things. That's why I began began this prayer. I thought I can't be selfish. I have to pray my family back. Are they back? No, but that's okay. God's timing is perfect. Not my impatient self. (laughs) Okay. All right. This is a long one. Time to make a choice, y'all. Time to choose to bring God into your life and get yourself some armor, putting it on every day to fight the evil that is going to continue to tempt you to sin. We need to make a choice. We need to choose holiness. We need to choose the narrow path. We need to choose to to ask for, for the help of God in our lives. Sin matters, everyone, and we need help to fight it. I love you all. Let's call on God. Let's be joyful because we have God. Think about if we didn't. Think about if we weren't even thinking about the Lord. How much more angry and fearful and 
the world we would run to for comfort in all wicked ways. We should be joyful and peaceful that the Lord will protect us and will be there to help sanctify us if we are humble and surrender to him and his will and his timing. All right, everyone, I love you all. Have a blessed and inspired day. Take care.